stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that again, Hello and welcome back. Great to see you all. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 57 and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin here to debunk the junk. And it is good to see you as well. Uh, if you're watching on our uh, YouTube channel, of course, I'm breaking, on, breaking up with RBS. Uh, you can check us out there. You can also pick this up as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and thank you so much for subscribing, leaving us a review. We really appreciate it. You can also check out our Facebook group under Breaking Up With Our BS to get content in between. And be sure to check out, too, uh, Tawny's six-week self-mastery course on how all these principles we talk about every week, how you can integrate them into your own life in your own way and experience what we're talking about for yourself. How about that? Yep. Awesome. Go to unperfectyourself.com for that one. Unperfectyourself.com. All right. So plenty of stuff out there. Um, it's kind of an exciting time, Tawny. We've been, we got a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of oars in the water, as they say, in the boobs world. And uh, we're, I wanted to remind listeners, we are, we are indeed still working on our book uh, together, which is where this podcast started as part of that larger project. And uh, pretty happy with the progress we're making on that so far, Tawny. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm loving that we are doing this podcast at the same time as mm -hmm. as we're writing that because we get a lot of great sort of things that come out of folks listening to what we're talking about. And then we think, oh, let's talk more about that or let's write more about that. So it's been a great process to include yeah. other folks with. Yeah. yeah, very much so. And it's and it's a process both for the podcast and the book being fed by the feedback that we get and the perspectives mm -hmm. that we get, the people we talk to. So it, in many ways, it's just as much about them, if not more, than than about the two of us, which is makes it kind of fun. Uh, well, with with that in mind, uh, Tani, you know, we we spent some time uh, collaborating recently on on a question that I, I know has come up from some other people, and is one of the things that we confront as we write this this notion of of proof, right? How do I know this is working, or how do I know this will work? This meaning the practice of you know getting present, you know being in the body, as we talked about that somatic experience, how do we, mm -hmm. what's the proof out there that this actually works, right? And we can come at it from a lot of different directions, right? There's proof in science, there's proof in the longevity of this in historical traditions, religious traditions, that type of thing. Uh, but we've been wrestling with this lately, haven't we? This, yes. this idea of proof. And so we've got some stuff written down, everybody, and we've, we've gotten some perspectives from, from some of you out there. Well, let's see what comes out of this, Tony. If we talk about it on this episode, um, mm -hmm. let's talk about proof. Where do you want to go? Yeah, you know the thing that came up when you were just sharing what you shared was like um, needing needing proof for it to to know that something works, mm -hmm. right? So first, we have to talk about what does work mean. <laughs> Here we are taking apart words again. I love this. <laughs> I love when we do this. Let's take apart words. <laughs> right. So what does that mean? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I think I think of a lot of we might have a lot of different ideas about work. 
right? In terms of, okay, if I'm going to be more present in my life, how am I going to know that this is beneficial? Right. Or what is it that I want to access in yeah. being more present in my life? And I think that that could vary depending on person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think so. I think that it seems to me what people mean, how do I know this is going to work? Might very well mean just generally, how do I know this will be beneficial for me or that Mm -hmm. this will do what I hope it does or do what I want it to do? Or if there's a story out there, do what I need it to do in order to, you know, this, this, and this, you know, I think that's usually what we mean by, will this work, this proof? And I need proof for it. But, you know, but, but some people really want that kind of proof before they're going to do something before they're going to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which isn't necessarily always bad, right? You want proof that a medicine is not going to harm you (laughs) before you take it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that the proof by itself isn't bad. I think what we're, what we're talking about is, is, um, being able to explain the benefits of what we're doing here in a way Mm -hmm. that people can go, yes, I want to try that. I need the proof that this will work, that this isn't just two people making this up and saying it works. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah, certainly there's, there's information about our bodies being important (laughs) (laughs) ever since we could (laughs) record something, right. Or write something down or, or, or share with another person that like, like that, I don't know, that to me seems pretty clear because (laughs) we're not just our heads bobbing around. That's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) So, so on some level, we can all agree that our bodies are important. (laughs) Start right there. (laughs) Our bodies matter. Pretty easy. Right. Right. And then I was thinking, as you were talking earlier too, I was thinking, okay, so I don't, I don't know if it's so much, completely that proof is needed. Although I think that's an element of it. I wonder, because what I got to thinking about was going for a run. Okay. I'm not a runner. Although I'd love to fashion myself as one. And there's been times in my life where I felt like, Oh, maybe I could be a runner, you know, and I'm running more regularly and blah, 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 all the things, certainly stories, all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. But to a non-runner, a runner is going to talk to a non-runner. And a runner is going to talk to the non-runner about all the benefits of running, mm-hmm. right? The non-runner is not going to experience one of those <laughs> <laughs> right only, away. Right. <laughs> I only run if I'm chased. <laughs> right. That, that feeling, that endorphin high at the end of the run, like non-runners don't experience that typically in the first couple get outs there, right? Sure. They, mm-hmm. they just don't. So... So part of it is, I think too, it's like, okay, if I'm going to be willing to get uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. I need to know that it's going to be worth it. (laughs) Yes. The non-runner to the runner. Right. Or even to the person that, that needs maybe to dial down the stress level and okay, well, presencing practices can help you dial down your stress level and get more connected to you. I think, I think maybe that's also what is, is part of the question too. Yeah. Um, is it going to be worth it? 
<laughs> if I let myself be uncomfortable and not understand something, because that's the other part, right? Right. We're uncomfortable if we don't understand something. Mm -hmm. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and yet, you know, to take your, to take that example you're talking about and, and maybe even the one of medicine, you know, we, we take medicine more often than not, you know, we, we have the trust that it's been approved and it's, that it's safe if it's on the shelf, right? We can take it and it can be good. Or our, our doctor is telling us that. So we can take those things and usually have confidence that they're going to work. We don't necessarily ask ourselves, Where's the proof that this works other than it takes my headache away or it helps me go to sleep? Very few of us go, how I want all the proof of what does this do to every part of the body? The, is what they're saying about, you know, the 15 steps that it takes to get rid of my headache. Does it really happen that way? And if it doesn't happen that way, I'm not going to take their medicine. I'm sure there are people who do that. But for the majority of us, we don't. So we already have examples of, you know, being results feeling oriented to say whether that's proof that something works or not, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think with that example, I wonder because once we have the medicine on board, we don't have to get uncomfortable. That's true. So part of what we're asking people to do is to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's right? true. That, yeah, there's yeah. a limit to that. Yeah, there's a limit there's, to that analogy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. that's the key to, to getting past the stories or get, not being consumed or um, so, so influenced or impacted by the stories is to allow ourselves to be uncomfortable with, you know, sitting with them, not pushing them away, you know, like letting them be, allowing them to expand in the body. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait a minute, expand? Right. expand? No. <laughs> Wait, the way to make that feeling go away is to let it in more? <laughs> right. right. I don't want it all over my body. I'm trying to lodge it into my shoulder pocket here, right? right? right. Um, right. But, but, but as we allow instead of, you know, tap down, instead of trying to control, as we allow, we actually have more room, more spaciousness. There's, there's a flow that mm -hmm. starts to happen if we allow it, but it does take us making a choice to, to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to steadily move towards time after time, becoming more comfortable with the discomfort. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the medicine analogy doesn't work that well. If it was a medicine that we were going to be uncomfortable first for a while, but we knew it was going to help, that mm -hmm. might be a better analogy. Like, oh, this yeah. is uncomfortable, but it's going to work. You know? Um, yes. You know that would that would be, I suppose, a, a better analogy. But but yeah, that's the thing, and and it it comes back to something that we all we all as humans tend to do, right? We want to minimize pain and maximize not pain. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and, and where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Is it really a human instinctual? I mean, I don't know the answer to this actually, but is it actually a human uh, trait to minimize discomfort and to, to the degree that we don't want to feel pain? Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it is. 
Yeah, it's. I think that's that's a common refrain you hear, right? Is that that people just naturally want to maximize pleasure and minimize pain. So yeah, I I don't know. It certainly have, doesn't. Have been, yeah, have we been conditioned to believe I think, that? I think to a certain degree, right? Because I I know that you know for me when I'm you know working with my personal trainer or something like that, I'm actually I'm actually mm-hmm. pushing myself towards discomfort because. I've seen the proof that that works on the other end. Right. Yeah. If we always were looking to avoid and get away from discomfort, uh, what's that? You know, the the growth is outside the comfort, right outside the comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's how we improve is to get outside of that Yeah. Um, with anything. Right. That is discomfort. Right. That is discomfort. You know, and I, I have a friend right now who's who's going through the discomfort of of learning how to cook. Mm-hmm. Which is real discomfort for this person because mm-hmm. and they're doing it because for health reasons, right? because they've, it's been stressed to them that it would, this would be a really good way for them to improve their their overall health would be to start learning how to cook stuff at home rather than going out all the time or getting stuff that's already ready to go, you know, and it's. And what's interesting is it's really important to them on one level and they want proof, <laughs> you know, and they want proof. And, and what I said to this person was, well, why don't you do it for a while? You know, do it for a while and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, how long's a while? I, <laughs> just about today, <laughs> just do it today <laughs> or just yeah. do it this morning or t- Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's that's the part right that future thinking of going into and then and then well it's not happening fast enough or Mm -hmm. in the way that i you know that 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 it's worth doing yeah or it takes too much time right Mm -hmm. or um but what i've noticed is that even in something like that that sounds like some people might chuckle at that you know it can bring up stories of like oh man i should have learned how to do this a long time ago and what's wrong with me that I didn't, right? And suddenly they're, you know, beating themselves up. Like we were talking about before, self-imposed penalties, right? Well, I deserve this or, well, I'm just, I just, I'm not able to do this. I'm too set in my ways, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and out of, you know, we have choice, mm-hmm. right? And so there, that is a choice that, that we can make for ourselves and, and we have other choices, right? Also. But being able to see the stories clearly, uh, like what you just shared, right, is what gives us at least some clarity around making, you know, full awareness to make our own choice instead of being swept up in, I'm just not capable, that doesn't work for me. Um, You know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things that can be limiting, Mm -hmm. or surely are limiting, right? So, we still always have choice around this. Yes. Yes. And, and it seems to me that we can choose as part of this process, we can choose to be curious about how all this works rather than on a defensive position of somebody or something, prove it to me first. You know, mm-hmm. you can be engaged in the process and curious and just see how it feels, see how it goes. Experience. Oh, okay. I was, I was uncomfortable. I was comfortable with discomfort there for a little while. What does that mean? Well, what I can say is that if, if you can do it once, <laughs> you, know, you can do it again. 
You know, mm-hmm. and if you could do it for two seconds, there's a good chance somewhere down the line, three seconds is possible, you know, and so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the that's the part, right? Like we're the driver of our own bus, I always like to say, mm. right? And so we do get to navigate these sticking points that might, you know, in theory, we understand that a certain amount of exercise every single day, for example, is going to be beneficial for us. Okay. And there's a lot of other things that are beneficial for us too. So, uh, and, and a lot of different ways to exercise that can be beneficial for us. Right. So that part of like, if we're interested in those pieces for ourselves and our body, because the reality is go back to it, our body is a thing. Um, then, then we'll make choices with awareness. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that, that I find, um, more, most important when I'm working with my clients is at least if there's awareness yeah. and then choice, mm-hmm. then we accumulate a whole lot less regret and resentment and frustration and avoidance and all of those kinds of things that, that are not, they're not needed as often as they hang out with us. Mm-hmm. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess that's where my heart is in trying to work with folks around, you know, just making things simpler so that we're not all accumulating all of that, the BS. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and that awareness space is a place to sit where there can be discomfort. And, but the awareness mm-hmm. also that the discomfort isn't itself a problem, right? Yeah. It's, it's not a threat unless we make mm-hmm. it one or tell ourselves a story. And from that position, I mean, from my experiences, as I've sat with the discomfort and realized that I can sit with that, it makes it easier. I'm calmer, so I'm better able to see really where I need to go. Not just options, but nope, this is where I need to go. There's clarity there, mm-hmm. you know, just for the sake of sitting there, right? And, and sometimes the clarity for me is, oh, that thing I've thought for a long time is a story. And then that's really what I get out of that moment. And that's all it needs to be because I'm now going to recognize that more as a story. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not trying to force it down. I'm certainly not feeding it. But it is an uncomfortable space to sit in. Right. And that, so that begs the question again is way back in the whatever day, are like, are we really wired to from a physical place, like avoid mm-hmm. discomfort, or is it really from our thinking space? We've, we've learned yeah. to, you know, ha- we've made discomfort a problem mm-hmm. and we continue to learn about how much that's a problem mm-hmm. generationally. And so now we think it's a problem, but if it really was a problem, our bodies wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause the, the fundamental assumption is flawed. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but then we're operating from it as if it's, it's dyed in the wool or if it's natural, if it's always been that way, that doesn't allow for a whole lot of other possibility or curiosity or awareness. That's just banking on it and operating from that assumption. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, the less we practice something, and the more we practice something else, 
<laughs> of course, the more we practice, whatever we're practicing gets easier and easier over time because we're practicing it. Yes. So if we're not allowing that discomfort, even with kids at an early age, at an age appropriate uh, space with safety or, you know, couched mm -hmm. in safety, right, then then we're, we're not practicing. Mm -hmm. So of course we're not good at it or we're not <laughs> confident at it. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know the technique or, you know, it's, or that's the equivalent of going to the gym saying, well, I can't lift 200 pounds yet. <laughs> well, you just got here. <laughs> Try 20 pounds, <laughs> you know, 10% of that. Get good at the, yeah. It's, and it's interesting around, it's, it's funny around these really core emotional, you know, uh, challenges. We, we, we laugh about it, but examples like that would be nonsensical to most people. Well, of course, I'm not going to go in and try and lift 200 pounds right away. But he, with stuff like this, it's the fear, that fear of what it's going to feel like, right? Or will it be worth it? That question is so powerful that we're, we're willing to apply a very different standard to this when it's the very thing that we probably need to not apply, apply that to more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like we talk a lot about um, emotional regulation, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's in schools, it's in the workplace. We talk a lot about emotional regulation, but the only way that actually works effectively is if we understand our emotions at a subtle level, mm. like, like we're aware moment to moment that, okay, I, I can feel, when it builds, I can feel when it's like super tolerable. I can, so we're not just ignoring all of that. And then the intensity hits and now we're trying to regulate because we don't understand it at that point. We're just mm -hmm. swept up in. Yeah. Right. The only way to regulate effectively is to truly understand. And that's the part that presencing allows for us to practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Around anything right? Around whatever happens to be there in a given moment, right? And being able to practice it around, I, I don't like to call things small or big necessarily, but some things feel bigger than others, you know, or more unwieldy than others. But being able to practice on just that, those, that daily flow through, right? Of what comes, the small, the big, the challenging, the not so challenging, the, you know, the emotions that we can't, we're not quite sure where they came from, <laughs> you know, and not questioning that, learning how to do that on a day in, day out. That's the practice that allows for when the big ones come, you're in a better spot. Yeah. And really what we're talking about here is mental health and mental illness to some degree. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So as we truly start to understand our range of emotions and we truly start to give weight to the body, like, value to the body yeah. and what it can offer us. And then we start to regulate from there. We're going to collectively do better. Yes. Yes. No matter what we may have going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, and that to me is one of the great, you know, I've, I've called it occasionally to you before the kind of the one size fits all appeal of, of this, that, that being able to pre to get present in the body, to engage in our body's natural, ability, right? The ventral vagal and all that. Um, that gives us <laughs> a different starting spot 
than we normally than we normally get that we normally allow for ourselves and no matter where what we have going on that can help mm-hmm. whatever the background whatever the challenge whatever the diagnosis right this can help and it does help and that's to me that what's so fascinating about it cuz we all have it cuz it's all built into us we just have to learn to access it and that's what we're talking about isn't it is accessing that and then experiencing that and how many clients have you had and how many people have I talked to who've said that's proof enough <laughs> yeah yeah well and i think that's the that's the case too like some folks will will um, work with us around some presencing for a short period of time or a couple of different sessions and they they end up being open enough to the process that they end up feeling um the significance right Mm -hmm. and the calm and the ease with which it offers and then other folks might still really feel doubtful uh, around some of this that we're talking about or um the the discomfort is just we're going at it in just like bits by bits um to provide some safety around it uh, in little bitty doses where there may not be a significant like oh Yes, I get it now, right? Sure. So we all are sort of somewhere on that continuum, and it's none of it is a bad place or a better place. It just is where we're at. Yeah. Um, but our yeah, but our bodies are wired to be able to handle this, which will allow for us to be able to adapt and regulate ourselves better, just in the moments of life that that can get away from us. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's an important point to make here right at the end, you know, is that everybody is in different spots and, you know, there's there's it's it can be easy to turn this into something. Am I doing good at this? I've done that. <laughs> you know, am I doing well? Right? As opposed to that again, openness, awareness, curiosity, those things. Um, well it's great. Well, this has been really good, Tony. I've got some ideas for us to to write about awesome. out of this, which is good. Uh, and certainly if any of you have any thoughts, please reach out to us and, and let us know. And, uh, we'd love to hear more about it. We'll keep you posted on the book as we go. If you want to try this out for yourself again, I can't recommend Tawny's uh, six week self mastery course highly enough, uh, for you to engage in at your own speed and your own way, uh, at your own comfort level. You can check that out at unperfectyourself.com. And of course we will be back, uh, next week with another episode again, kind of picking up right where we left off, wherever that might take us. Right, Tawny? Yep, as always. As always, all right. (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Breaking Up with Our BS. We will see you next time. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. We will see you all again soon. Thanks. I don't think he felt anything after the crash.